and my name is Aaron. My name is Edwin, and, and this, this is, is the third time recording this intro. <laughs> this is Caffeinated Opinions. Uh, this week, a gunman opened fire at a grocery store in Colorado, killing 10. Uh, Georgia passes new voter suppression laws. The Suez Canal crisis, where the ship remains stuck. Uh, brutal killings in Myanmar, leaving several dead, including children. A six-year-old boy is arrested in North Carolina. And a Pakistani immigrant, Mohammed Anwar, was killed this week in an attempted carjacking. These are this week's top stories. All right. Hello, everyone. Hi. I'm everyone. Oh, no, wait. The listeners. Oh, the listeners. You did the same thing last week. Okay, uh, let's just jump into it. On Monday, police were called to a grocery store amid reports of an active shooter. Police said they were on site within minutes engaging with the shooter once they were in the store. The suspected gunman is Ahmed Al Aliwi Alisi, who purchased a Ruger AR556 weapon legally on March 16th, with the suspect even passing a background check. So far, Lewy has been charged with 10 counts of murder in the first degree, but additional charges may follow in the coming weeks. The victims include police officer Eric Talley, 51, Ricky Olds, 25, Denny Strong, 20, Terry Laker, 51, Kevin Mahoney, 61, Trelona Bart, Bart Kowiak, 49, Susan Fountain, 59, Jody Waters, 65, Lynn Murray, 62, and Nevin Stanisic, 23. Your thoughts, Edwin? This was extremely heartbreaking considering it's like within a week. The from, second shooting in a row. And it's like... In America, of course. It's of course in America. And of course, as we're just starting to open up again because vaccinations are being available. I mean, COVID was already a joke in this country. We never really quarantined to begin with. But now that everything's opening up again, like in California and all over the country, I feel like was this... I can't help but to wonder was this because things are opening up again like it's just kind of weird because the first shooting happened at spas um asian spas in georgia and you know for a long time a lot of spas were closed and now this happened at a market although those were never really closed so that was the first thing that came into my mind like is this going to be normal again because in the last year of quarantine we really didn't see like shootings like this happening schools were closed and people were staying at home now that people are not and aside from that, one interesting thing that a lot of people were discussing online was that where this happened in Colorado, um, assault rifles and these um, guns were just recently passed as to be legal again because they were banned, but it was um, found to be against the constitutional right to bear arms. So they're saying like a week after you have a shooting with these types of weapons. So it's like, is this what we should just expect as Americans? Who ruled it unconstitutional? I believe it went to the courts in Colorado, like the Supreme Court in Colorado. I oh. believe so. But it was, um, they were recently, that's why he was able to purchase it legally because it recently became legal again. So they're saying it's just another day in America, honestly, like, let's see what happens the rest of the year because it's already two and it's just March. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to add. It's it's a frustrating situation, and I was thinking about my experience being in a like in a shooting. Although it wasn't bad, I just really remember like for a long time I didn't know what was going on, and it's just like they're actually like in really bad situations for me. 
it wasn't because it was controlled so easily. I just didn't know what was going on. I literally spoke for like five seconds and you oh, interrupted me and took over again. <laughs> I thought you were laughing at me because I was in a I was laughing because I was like, okay, cool. I guess I will okay. talk. Um, it's it's frustrating for me because it just feels like I don't like I don't know how we can fix this uh, as Americans as regular people because there's there's just people that are so so entrenched like in their views regarding guns and they're not going to change their mind on it and they think like no guns are the way you know it's safer if we have more guns or you know these laws are pointless you should just if everybody had a gun or these background checks, which clearly these background checks are not enough, which in my opinion shows like we need to do more than just a background check. Mm -hmm. We can't just allow someone to, oh, like, oh, four days, five days pass, you know, um, enough is not being done in my opinion. And it, I don't, I just think unfortunately in this country, guns are so woven into the fabric of our culture uh, and our judicial system or not yeah. our legislative system that, uh, I don't know how we're ever going to have a country without mass shootings at this point. And I don't know how our... I just feel like giving law, up. Yeah, I feel like our <laughs> lawmakers, they're, not only are they failing us, but are they failing to see that nobody needs these types of assault rifles? Like, nobody needs these for, rec I mean, for, like, protection. Who needs a gun that can shoot hundreds, dozens of rounds with one load, like with one, what they're called magazines or whatever. Is that what they're called? Like mm -hmm. the, it's a semi-automatic. Yeah. Who, who needs that? Nobody needs that. Like I understand maybe like a, like a shotgun, like something smaller, you know, for at home, like robberies, like, but even then that shotgun is really <laughs> they're dangerous already. Uh, it's not smaller. Shotgun is really oh, well, tough whatever, on the body, like, but I'm, I'm, gun. I'm speaking in, Cause at this point, like I, I get just, what you're saying, I just but I also like, think bargain at this point. It's like, do we need a bargain? Like maybe just not have like the really, really bad guns. Like maybe just the ones that like. Well, that's not that's that's yeah. not help like or not, not specific saying really, really bad guns. Cause that that who well, knows? I'm, I'm people speaking that in specific don't. to these assault rifles that shoot hundreds, like dozens of bullets with one load. Like, do you actually know that? Like, I'm not knowledgeable mm -hmm. enough in guns. I can't make those kinds of statements. Do you know that semi-automatic weapons or the Ruger AR556, I believe, do you know that that, that shoots hundreds of rounds in one magazine? Like, I don't think it does. An automatic weapon can shoot that much, but I, as far as I know. What is it called? Ruger? Uh, Ruger AR556. My point is not to argue against you. I'm just saying, like, I'm not well versed mm -hmm. and and educated enough on weapons uh, to know that, so I can't say those kinds of statements. Um, and I think we should be careful because we're going to sound ignorant if we're just saying, like, "Oh, these kinds of guns that can do all of this." I mean, I'm looking at it now, and it says beginning capacity thirty, but as you build them. Because a lot of these you can obviously build. Yeah. So we don't know how much he was able or if he yeah. built uh, added things. But even then to begin with 30 is a lot. So when I said dozens, that's two dozen. So it is a lot. Uh, I think there are people in this country that do need these kinds of weapons. I've seen stories where there's people who are living uh, very isolated and away from cities. And I mean, if you're not living in these major cities in America, a lot of America is somewhat rural and people who want to protect themselves from bears, deers, things like that. I get it. Sure. 
that's understandable, but I don't understand why people that are living in these major metropolitan cities, like why do you need why do you need a semi-automatic rifle in Los Angeles? I mean, what I, could you possibly need that for? I think like, you and what I are you both, so concerned about? And that's what I don't understand is, and I've gone into debates yeah, with my own relatives about you this. You and I both have friends mm, and relatives that have these types of things, so it's like. Well, at least I do, where I know people. I don't have friends that, I mean, well, my relatives are yeah. count as my friends, but I don't know, have like anyone, it's usually my family members, but yeah. um, I I just don't understand why people have such an attachment to weapons that are this yeah. complex where you don't need this. Like you live in, like, for example, let's say Long Beach, because that's close to, like, you live in Long Beach. What do you need a small semi-automatic weapon for? Like, no get real. There's only gay bears in like, Long Beach. Why, why is that so hard to give up? Yeah. I just friends, don't understand. It's like, if, if like, if, if, if they change the laws to being semi-automatic, I mean semi-automatic, <laughs> to be all electric vehicles, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to complain and stomp my feet like, I want my gas car. Like, this is good for everybody. Mm -hmm. What are like, it's absurd. Speaking in regards to the friends that I was saying about how they like, they have these types of semi-automatic guns. They post like their little bro trips and their guys trips to the desert. They're shooting. Targets. I want to know who you're talking about they're that you're friends with after this podcast. Cause I need to know who these people they're are. They're shooting like, um, beer cans and like random things in the desert where they go camping. It's like, that's what they're using it for. Like it to me, like that's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's kind of Take like a BB gun. Like exactly <laughs> why do you need a like... gun? <laughs> I, do, I mean, I remember doing that with my, with my brothers. We would, but it was literally BB guns, just BB guns, shooting cans and trying to practice on how, like, can I hit the can mm -hmm. from this far? Can I hit the little, whatever yeah. stupid thing we would put up? Uh, but oh, yeah. I, we don't. We're not, we weren't using mm -hmm. guns. Like I'm not firing a bullet trying to knock a coke can down. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And then what I was saying earlier, like, like I, I had gone through something similar like this where I was on in lockdown at my job. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like 20 offices closed. Like, I feel like you might be. That's kind of going to give away information about you. I, I don't Someone care. can Google that. Um, it was like okay. it was huge and. I remember seeing like my coworkers crying. Like I just remember like nobody knew what was going on. Like this is a really terrifying thing to have to live through. Thankfully, with my experience, it wasn't bad. Nobody died. Um, nobody was hurt. Um, thankfully, I'm okay, and I can live to say that it's not cool. Like, like I can share my experience and say like this isn't necessary. Like, as an Americ as an American, and as a citizen, as a somebody that lives in what's supposed to be the best country in the world, like we still can get past gun control and we still can't control people. Like all of these deaths in the past two weeks, they could have been stopped. They're innocent lives that were lost. And unfortunately the, the people that I have to blame are our legislators and our lawmakers for failing us. Cause this is something that has been going on for years. And it's something that we're kind of just used to at this point. It's weird. It's like, instead of fixing the problem, I saw on TikTok um, a teacher talking about a bucket that she got from her school. I'm not sure if you saw that video. She's like, with everything that's going on, let me show you what my school gave me in preparedness for a, um, like a shooting like this. And in the bucket, it was like toilet paper and like a notebook. I don't even know. It wasn't like anything that would protect her. So she's like, well, like, what's the point of this bucket? 
like we teach kids like i remember when i was growing up we had these types of drills like shooting drills because where i went to school there was a lot of gang violence and i remember being in lockdown and it would be hours like i wouldn't leave the school till like eight or ten o'clock at night because there was a shooting going on outside so it's like we don't we can prevent this but here we are just used to it now yeah all right um why don't you tell us about our second story edwin with georgia voting laws this week um this thursday georgia governor um give me one second i I forgot his first name it's kemp governor kemp he went ahead and signed a a new voting bill and it is being compared to the jim crow many calling it the jim crow 2.0 and all of these new voting um laws that they're take they're putting in place comes after the state essentially flipping blue and everybody voting for Biden in this presidential election. The last time they voted blue was 1992. And I guess this is their way of trying to gain control of that and trying to gain control. At least that's the way it's looking for everybody else. And um, in regards to this, Governor Kemp said, Taken, we are going to take another step forward, ensuring our elections are secure, access, accessible, and fair. The bill disguises racism with words like election integrity and ballot security. Uh, essentially, what the new law and the new bill requires is current ID to vote by absentee ballot, cuts time of requesting absentee ballot, does not allow voters to be given water in line or food while they vote. President Biden said, Uh, They passed a law saying they can't provide water for people standing in line while they're waiting to vote. You don't need anything else to know. This is nothing but punitive designed to keep people from voting. So a lot of people are are truly interpreting these new laws as ways to keep black people from being allowed to vote in their own state. And um, aside from that, sorry, uh, Georgia State Representative Park Cannon was arrested for knocking on the governor's door to witness the signing. Um, of what she called the Jim Crow 2.0. So that's where that quote came from. Uh, She has been released from jail and is facing felony charges. And a lot of people are not happy about this, essentially, because she was literally just arrested for knocking on the door. She's allowed to be on the premises. She's a legislator for the state. She's a representative for the state. And she was fired and is now facing felony charges. And it's kind of reminding people of what happened on January 6th during the insurrection. Um, At least in my corner of the internet, because I do surround myself with more liberals, of course, they were posting photos in comparison to what happened January 6th and what happened with uh, Georgia Representative Park Cannon. You have dozens of white people breaking windows and breaking into the state capital, excuse me, the country's capital, and you have this black woman just knocking on the door. And she was arrested and is going to face potential felony charges. We are... uh... These, these new laws are ridiculous. It's absolutely voter suppression. I mean, you nail, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm glad Biden spoke about it, saying it's outrageous and saying, I feel like if it was obviously the previous administration, mm-hmm. these kinds of laws would be praised uh, by Trump. But I mean, many think that these laws are happening because of Trump. And it's these, that's true. These people that, the legislators that are voting for this, the Republican, I mean, right-wing um, conservatives, they're doing this in order to secure future elections, and they're playing a game of chess with our voting rights, I think, personally. 
Yeah. I don't think any of this is fair. And I think we're going to see this potentially go to the Supreme Court, I think. Because this is, this is a huge deal. People are not happy about this, like all over the country. And I mean, I think of, um, what's her name, Stacey Abrams? Like she busted her bone to get all these people registered and she helped a lot. And like, it's just like they're setting these new laws in order to stop people from her from being able to do this. But I think it's only going to make them work two times harder now. Because these are just laws and they're not stopping them from voting. They're just making it more increasingly difficult. But come next election, you best believe people are going to be out there making sure that people have current valid IDs, that people are signed to vote, that they can't hand out water or food. The law says that there has to be like a centralized water fountain. You best believe that there's probably going to be people there handing out free food somehow. So I don't know. Okay, next story, Edwin. Thank you, Edwin. Well, Aaron just sits back. Well, I mean, I've tried giving my comment both times in the past two stories, and you've interrupted and started talking. You did it just again, giving your opinion even more. So I'm just well, sitting I back and letting I'm you not, continue. I'm not really looking at you. I'm looking at the mic. No, you're not. You've been looking at me the whole oh, time, sorry. and I've been staying quiet. But I noticed you did. Towards the end, I'm like, oh, good. He's looking at the mic again. But even when I'm reclining, I see you glancing back. Any comments, Aaron? Yes. Move to the next story. Right. In world news, um, the Seuss Canal has been blocked for over a week now. <laughs> what? Is you that just the... looked at me again. Look at the mic. Go. <laughs> okay. For, for over a week, a cargo ship has been stuck in the Seuss Canal, causing hundreds of ships to be backed up and have halted trade. The ship was heading to the Netherlands from Malaysia. And the blockage is causing a $400 million a day loss, allegedly. I think that's what they're estimating. Um, the Seuss Canal, which was, I didn't know it was actually a man-made canal for trading, was made like 200 years ago. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I mean, what am I doing? They teach I, this in history class. I went to public school. Um, <laughs> My stomach, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the blockage is allegedly causing a $400 million a day loss. Mm -hmm. if, if you guys look up the satellite photos, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it's. It looks like, um, what's that game with boats? You're looking at me. What's that game with boats? The one where you try to, like, guess where the boat is to, like, blow them oh, up. Oh, Battleship? It looks like Battleship, just, like, all these boats scattered all over trying to get in. But nobody's allowed into the Seuss Canal. And um, many ships have actually had to either stop their trip to the Seuss Canal or turn around and try to go some other way. So this is causing some major, major blockages and potentially prices for who knows whatever these ships are carrying are going to go up. So it should be interesting to see how they fix this because I was, I was genuinely confused looking at it, but I guess nobody really thought about it because this huge boat, and I believe it's called the Ever Given or the Ever something, I forgot what the name of the cargo ship is, the length of the boat is the width of the Seuss Canal, which is why it's so perfectly stuck. So, I don't know. Maybe in the future they don't let those types of boats through. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm aware of the story. Uh, the, the biggest thing I saw for me was uh, Ikea saying that there's going to be a delay in products that people, like they're going to have empty shells potentially because of what's going on. They uh, export a lot of their items through the Suez Canal. So 
we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate. That's all I really have to say on it. Uh, I'm wondering how they're going to fix this because as of now, they've tried to dig under it or they've tried to. Yeah, I have no idea. You they might just make really the, good engineers. They might just make the canal bigger, I guess. Maybe that would. I don't see that happening, but maybe. All right. Uh, on Saturday, March twenty seventh, uh, was Armed Forces Day in Myanmar. At a pro democracy protest, over one hundred people were slaughtered, including children. State media issued a warning to citizens that peaceful protesters risk being shot in the head and back. Despite this warning, many gathered to fight for democracy with the military shooting innocent people and reports of a one-year-old even being shot in the head with a rubber bullet. U.S. Ambassador uh, Thomas Vahada, or Vahda said, uh, quote, On Myanmar's Armed Forces Day, security forces are murdering unarmed civilians, including children, the, pe- the very people they swore to protect. This bloodshed is horrifying. These are not the actions of a professional military or police force, end quote. Um horrible example of just human rights this whole entire podcast it's like one right after the other it's just like governments treating humans so poorly and terribly my foot is so asleep i'm sorry if i'm moving towards you um horrible people are trying to protest peacefully and this is how their government treats them i mean i don't even know it's just really sad yeah, uh, it's when I hear stories like this for me personally, it really frustrates me uh, on and I understand there's a whole series of reasons. Um, I'm sure many meetings uh, that are going on discussing what to do to fix the situation. But it, this is one of those moments where uh, I wish world leaders would just gather together and say, we're going to take action, severe action to overthrow uh yeah. Not overthrow. I just, it's so difficult to, to, without sounding like a a dictatorship or like a, I don't know if you guys, well, if you've watched The West Wing, there's an episode where there's uh, in the, I believe the Sudanese government is, I'm not sure, but there's a government, uh, it's a nation in Africa and they are committing genocide against their own citizens. And the military is killing their own people, just murdering them. And President Bartlett in that episode basically takes over the country. Like he tells them, I, I conquered your country without the paperwork. He sent his own, he sent the battleships of the United States. He sent air, the air force, the mil, like everybody he sent over there to basically say, we're taking over the country. And if you don't like it, we're going to take out anybody who like, that's the sort of action I wish could happen in this, in reality where world leaders, the president, just say we're that's it. Everyone strap up, and we're not going to allow. Like if we're supposed to be the world superpower, the police of the world, and supposed to represent democracy, freedom, and liberty and justice across the world, we should be practicing that and enforcing it then, and not just standing on the sidelines and saying like, "Our thoughts and prayers are with you." We're going to hold another meeting to discuss what to do, or we're going to put sanctions. Like, no, we're not. We're going to take action, and this will not stand. Uh, but well, we're supposed That's a television to be, show, and this is the real yeah. world. So, we're supposed to be the world police, quote unquote, and the world superpower. But in the real world, unfortunately, the United States and most major countries don't get involved unless it benefits them fiscally. So, the only reason we ever get involved in a war is because we need gas or something or crude oil. The only time we ever do anything, it's if it benefits us. 
So unfortunately, this doesn't benefit the United States in any way. So we're just not going to get involved. We're just going to send our condolences. Well, I don't know what we're doing yet. So I'm not, I don't, but uh, who knows? All right. uh, Edwin, the six-year-old boy. Okay. So um, this week headlines were made, not really because I feel like um, I couldn't really find a lot of stories about this online. It was more like local newspapers, but a six-year-old boy who is being unnamed due to being a minor, the court documents are are locked because of the boy's age, uh, was sent to court and arrested at one point for picking tulips at a bus stop. Uh, the boy went to court by himself because his mother could not be there. The boy, um, obviously because um, being an American citizen, we get counsel or something, you know, it's part of our rights, was represented by a district attorney. And everybody was just confused why this little boy was being arrested for picking tulips. Like he, he was sent to court for that a little six-year-old boy and everybody was just confused and shocked that it was dismissed, but it just made people really think about like the judicial system that is made for black people here in this country. And a lot of people, including the people in the court are left to wonder, is this because of the boys um, ethnicity and race? And unfortunately we don't know much about this because again, it's all locked. We just have some of the comments that were made and what do you mean it's locked? the the court records are locked because it's a six-year-old boy. So that's all we know. So we don't know much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to comment. I don't know very yeah. much about the situation. A six-year-old being arrested for picking flowers is absurd. I don't understand. I need more context. I need more information. It sounds absolutely horrible. Uh, and uh, it, literally it's absurd. I don't know how else to describe it. It's absurd. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish there was more information and, uh, but I guess we'll just have to wait to get, uh, more details about what's happening on the case. I didn't know that court documents were locked when it came to minors. Um, like with Michael Jackson's court case, it was involving the molestation of minors and children. And that was all public information. And I don't, I didn't know that court documents were sealed if they were, I mean, minors they, I, I never they didn't that. say any names or anything so i'm just well names i understand yeah. but information about the case mm-hmm. like the actual facts facts and the court documents i didn't i never have heard of them being sealed because it's a minor mm-hmm. but apparently um all right and our final story edwin give me one second uh so this week mohammed anwar was uh murdered by they're saying it was by accident it wasn't you know um it was manslaughter he was murdered while two teenage girls attempted to steal well, his car he was murdered yeah well i'm th- two I, different things yes either manslaughter or murder well he was killed after coming in contact with two teenage girls that tasered him taste him excuse me taste him and tried to attempt to steal his car it was all caught on tape, and it's just a horrible tape to see. It's just these two teenage girls mugging him and getting in the car, and then he gets stuck in the car, and then the car flips over, and the girls get out of the car alive. They're walking, and you see Muhammad's dead body just lying there. Um, horrible to see, and this comes in the midst of an ongoing surge in Asian hate crime that's been going on in this country, and just not that, but just the hate towards minorities that has been going on this entire past year more obviously than a year it's been ongoing since the country started the hate towards or the mistreatment of minorities in this country how old are the girls 
Uh, 13 and 14, I believe. 15. Well, if you know why you ask me. Because I want you to, t- I'm trying to get you to talk about the, okay. the, the story. 13 and 15. And they were charged with murder. They were charged with murder. M- murder. And they were charged with armed robbery. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's horrible. These, I mean, (laughs) it just, I I think I have a hard time gathering my thoughts on this because it's so frustrating. The amount of things that are happening, I guess. Um, Usually it's fine. Like, I don't have a problem, I guess, but I I don't know why this week it's. uh, But yeah, the, I mean, these two girls, they should be ashamed of themselves. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on in their lives. I don't know what happened to make them come to this decision to attempt to steal a car and tase a man. And then I, I just, I'm sure they didn't understand that their actions would lead to him being killed. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that wasn't their intent. I'm I really, they probably were just trying to take a car, but I think this is an example on a very, very sad, unfortunate example of how one very simple thing that you decision you think in your life I need to do can have ramifications that are going to last forever. Yeah. Like these girls are, literally teenagers a few years older than my sister being charged with murder. Like that's how it's just, it's crazy. And I think it's so sad. I would like to know if the, if his um, ethnicity had anything to do with the armed, the robbery. I'm not sure if it counts as armed with a taser, but um, the attempted um, stealing of the car but it would be interesting to know if that was their intent or not, or if it just happened to be a random guy that they said, well, he's an old man, so let's let's steal from him. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, we only have a few seconds left. Anything to add, Edwin? Um, no. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week uh, with hopefully less depressing stories. Not Hopefully not another shooting. Hopefully. I mean, fingers does, crossed, but... If it does, it's America. And we'll be covering it. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.